White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki on July 16, 2021, photo by Brendan Smiowolski slash AFP via Getty Images where for putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Ephesians 4.25. There has to be, I think, some sort of way in which we can sort through information that passes some basic truthiness tests and those that we have to discard, because they just don't have any basis in anything that's actually happening in the world. These words are from a speech by Barack Obama in October 2016, just a few weeks before Donald Trump shocked the world by winning his presidential campaign over the establishment endorsed Hillary Clinton. In the same speech, Obama went on to deny that he was calling for censorship, noting, the answer is obviously not censorship, but it's creating places where people can say this is reliable and I'm still able to argue safely about facts and what we should do about it. Nearly five years later, it's fair to say that quite obviously Obama and others of his political persuasion were talking about censorship, and this became clear enough last week that even the most ardent deniers of the big government-slash-big-tech censorship complex have not excuse for missing the Biden regime's full-bore attack on the First Amendment. Just last week, Biden regime official propagandist Jen Psaki stunned many observers with her admission that the administration is flagging posts for Facebook that are problematic because they contain misinformation on COVID-19. In the same press conference, Saki voiced her displeasure that Facebook was not deplatforming spreaders of misinformation fast enough for her, and presumably, for her boss's tastes. She said, there's about 12 people who are producing 65% of the anti-vaccine misinformation on social media platforms. All of them remain active on Facebook, despite some even being banned on other platforms, including Facebook, ones that Facebook owns. If all that wasn't enough, Saki was at it again the next day. In a Friday 717 press conference she offered that, you shouldn't be banned from one platform and not other if you, for providing misinformation out there. As the saying goes, I need new conspiracy theories, because all my old ones are coming true. Seriously, people have speculated for years that the deep state has been behind much, if not all, of the social media censorship. But this is right in your face government censorship. We have what is, in my opinion, an illegitimate government installed through election fraud stomping on the right of Americans to freely access information on a matter that affects all our lives. A few observations about Saki's comments. First, it's stunning how matter-of-factly, how openly she calls for government censorship of ideas. It's almost as if neither she nor her Biden regime cronies expect any pushback or consequences for their open violation of Americans' the First Amendment right of free speech. Second, it's fair to ask just how much of the removing of content, shadow banning, and deplatforming over the past three or more years has come at the behest of federal government. Or are we to believe that it's only now that the government-slash-deep state has become involved in removing from the internet ideas hostile to its pet projects? Third, the United States is becoming more and more openly fascist. One definition of fascism is the merger of state and corporate powers. Another way of stating this is that fascism is a system in which a distinction is made between ownership and use. In a fascist state, one may own property, a social media company for example, but that property must be used for the public good. John Robbins wrote. But in fascist states, much property is privately owned, while being regulated and controlled by the government for public use and the common good. Under fascism, property owners may keep their property titles and deeds, but the use of their property is, as, Pope, Leo XIII wrote, common. Fascism is a form of socialism that retains the forms and titles and trappings of capitalism, but not its substance. Under fascism, property titles and deeds are intact, but the institution of private property has disappeared. Government regulations and mandates have replaced it. 
For this distinction between legal ownership and actual use, the fascists owe a debt to the Roman church state, ecclesiastical megalomania, 58-59. By telling Facebook, and other social media platforms, what posts they must remove, Jen Psaki and the Biden regime are giving Americans a textbook, real-time, in-your-face example of fascism in action. Fourth, where does the Biden regime get the notion that it is the arbiter of truthiness, as Obama would put it? How is their deciding what is low-quality information versus high-quality information any different than having a 1984-style ministry of truth? Just what is misinformation anyway? As independent journalist Michael Tracy rightly observes in a recent article, misinformation means whatever those with censorship power want it to mean. Not only is the Biden regime in violation of the Constitution, it is also in violation of the Bible's standards for civil governors. In Romans 13 we read that one of the jobs of the civil magistrate is to punish those who practice evil. Note well, it is those who practice evil who are to be punished, not those who think evil. There are no thought crimes in a Christian republic. That is not to say that one cannot think or speak what is evil, only that it is not the job of the state to punish those who do. Thinking and speaking evil are sins. They are not crimes. And if there are no thought crimes in a Christian republic, there ought to be no punishment for people holding and expressing positions contrary to those of government officials. Fifth, what is the Biden regime afraid of? If their claims about COVID and the COVID vaccines are strong, they should have no fear of being challenged. If they have to resort to force to silence the opposition, this suggests their arguments are weak. Sixth, we're seeing is the return of medieval-style dogma. Back in the bad old days before the Reformation, the Roman Catholic Church state ruthlessly enforced its dogmas. If you, say, openly doubted the real presence of Christ in the Mass, you likely would quickly find yourself on the receiving end of some nasty business. Imprisonment, torture, being burned at the stake. You know, that sort of thing. The Reformation did away with all that in the nations to which it came. But this is now being reversed. And why is it being reversed? Because Christianity, and by Christianity, I mean the teachings of the 66 books of the Bible, principally the Christian doctrine of justification by belief alone, has largely disappeared from the West. It was the preaching of, and widespread belief in, the gospel of justification by belief alone in the 16th century that created Western civilization, and it is the disappearance of this teaching that has led to the ongoing collapse of the West which we see all around us every day. It probably should come as no surprise that the we would see medieval, Roman Catholic-style dogmatism from the Biden regime for the simple reason that Biden himself is Roman Catholic and appears to be very much enthralled to the Pope. Biden even has a picture of Jesuit Pope Francis in the Oval Office, or at least he did in January at the time of his inauguration. Further, Biden has followed Pope Francis on a range of issues such as climate change, socialism, his response to COVID, and immigration. It should come as no surprise that Biden and his people would also follow the Pope and the Roman Church state on the censorship of ideas. In the opinion of this author, the entire COVID event from the very beginning is a globalist operation designed to promote authoritarian, top-down control of society. In my view, the virus was engineered and released, not accidentally leaked but deliberately released, for the purpose of creating a global crisis that must be solved by globalist means. The shrieking of the vaxxers in America and around the world for COVID vaccination mandates together with vaccine passports is a giant red flag for any thinking person, calling into question the motives of the people demanding these anti-liberty measures. It was only back on July 6 when Jen Psaki announced that the Biden regime would be sending out a strike force, her words, that would go door-to-door asking Americans about their COVID vaccination status. Perhaps these visits will involve more than just asking about one's vaccine status, something that is no business whatsoever of the federal government. 
In the even such a strike force every does become a reality, American Christians need to know their rights and settle in advance how they will respond. Here's a helpful commentary by John Whitehead. Last year, nutty former Harvard Law School professor Alan Dershowitz, citing no part of the Constitution, announced that forced vaccinations are constitutional. He says if most people agree to a public heath measure, then you have to knuckle under. That's what democracy is about, says this supposed Solon. I hate to break it to the professor, but the United States of America is a republic. It is not a democracy. Democracy is mob rule. A republic is a system of laws, one of the purposes of which is to defend the rights of minorities. What Alan Dershowitz is promoting is COVID tyranny, not the Constitution of the United States of America or the biblical ideas of limited government and personal liberty in which it is rooted. The Biden regime's war on the First Amendment is just part of a larger pattern of abuse of the Constitution by this illegitimate and tyrannical government. It's almost as if they are in a race against time to quash any dissent or ability to resist before the truth comes out about the theft of the 2020 presidential election by the party of Rum, Romanism and Rebellion. Let us pray that they fail in their efforts. And let us as Christians speak every man the truth with his neighbor about the fantastic lies of the powers that be concerning COVID, its origin, the deadly vaccines that supposedly protect against the disease but increasingly appear not to work, and the tyranny of lockdowns, mask requirements and passports, all which are redolent of the political and economic oppression prophesied in the Revelation chapter 13.